Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back with our category podcast. And this week we are doing movies that take place in the food or beverage industry. So restaurants and bars, essentially, is what we were basing yes. it on. Something that had to solely deuce with the restaurant bar industry somehow, some way. Yeah. Yeah. And we could even take this as far as like retail. <laughs> well, I mean, you no, could that's do a that, that's a other... whole different movie. No, not like so. not like I'm saying it's a different category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sure. like we did movie like bars and restaurants. Eventually, we could even do the whole retail because there's a lot of different ones. Oh, for sure. But um, yeah. I mean, we're drink. I think last time we were drinking vodka and fresca. But uh, we went back to the usual, McMaster's and Diet Pepsi. It's the okay. one thing that it's my go-to usually. And with me working early in the mornings, it's you know, it doesn't affect me like something new. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I drank a ton this past week. I mean, <laughs> margaritas, icebergs. I mean, sham. You know, mimosas. I mean, I actually did not have a single Bloody Mary. That's weird. Oh, wow. I usually do. Wow. No, I usually always do it. I mean, I, and then usually I go to like a gin and tonic, but I did like, a lot of Palomas. All yeah. that. I mean, it, it was quite a bit, but um, I didn't realize this, but on Valentine's night, Jim had bought sushi for us for dinner at night, but he also bought me a Sapporo. Okay. Like the big can, the big can of Sapporo. He just pointed it out to me. He goes, you didn't even see that I had this in the refrigerator for you. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm drinking Sapporo tonight. Oh, and nice. yeah, I'm drinking some nice Japanese I, beer. Nice dry, dry. I love oh, it. Oh, it I'm is awesome. a dried. It's it's a different. To me, when I first tried it, it's a wine beer almost. Like I don't know, it has the fizz like beer, but it has the dryness like wine. I don't know. Well, it's been a while I, since I had it, but that was my mind when I first had it. Yeah, well, I was going back and forth between that i also have a bottle of wine in the refrigerator which is a coconut lime since i just came off of a pinot grigio since i just came off a, a vacation i thought a coconut lime pinot grigio it actually is pretty good and it's from um two guys brewery oh nice not bad but i didn't i said so i'm but i'm gonna go with sapporo so not bad yeah, so, I mean, we all got to, like, do a drinks that we got to have, but, I mean, I mean, this tastes so good right now, I could probably down it in, like, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because. I totally hear you on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all you right. always start out first, so it's your turn. So, I'm not going to mention the movies that I could have chosen just because in case any one of you chose them, like, one of them. Um, there's definitely one I didn't chose because I knew you or Tom was going <laughs> to choose. So I didn't even put that in my realm. I just knew we were going to watch it and I would enjoy it. Um, okay. but there was a, t there was three others that 
came out and one the one I chose was a movie growing up as a kid um I wanted that to be my life okay and I'll just say I think I know what movie it is cocktails yes oh my god I had a feeling you were gonna go with that one so predictable that is one of my all-time favorite movies. And um, the other ones I was going to choose, like, I will talk later, but so close. Has an IMDb of 5.9. But wait till you hear about the uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. 7% Rotten Tomatoes. 58% audience score. So that helps it a little bit. Um, why did my box office fall off this? Always come prepared. No, it was on there at one point, but this phone's so old that I don't know. I don't know how to work Androids anymore. All right. Well, because, yeah, that's the whole point. Being an Apple, and now I'm using my Note 8 as a podcast. Do you have the numbers? Yeah, so now I have it. All right, so it's a worldwide of 171 million, 171.5 million. Um, I don't see a budget. Budget is 20 million. Budget was 20. Okay, so it yeah. made money. It made yeah. money. Um, but I mean, it had like Tom Cruise. Um, what's her name? Uh, Brian Brown. Oh. Elizabeth Shoe. Uh, Shoe, yes. Um, even um, Gina Gershon. Uh, Kelly Lynch. Yep. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. So a lot of big stars. Now I know this movie got some Razzies. Oh, I got it. Won the Golden Razzie Worst Picture Award. Won Worst Picture and Worst Director, and Tom yep. Cruise was also nominated so, for Worst Actor. That's where I want you guys to come into this, because in my thoughts, Tom Cruise still acted then as he acts now. I mean, this was kind of yeah. at the height of his, I mean, at least the 80s version of him. I mean, he's just coming off a of Top Gun. Yeah, and I mean, I know this is a very controversial film, but... Oh, they couldn't make this film now. Oh, no. I don't think they could. Absolutely. I mean, all the stereotypes and yes, yeah, the 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 mix. I mean, I'm not gold digging the stereotypes. The just, I don't think they could actually make this film now. I'm just saying. No, definitely could not make this film whatsoever. Um, but I love Brian Brown. Like oh, yeah. his actor, at, like his him being Doug, and the he had incredible quotes in this movie, and even like um Tom, like this movie has a lot of good quotes to it, and I don't know if I could pull a few up. Uh, yeah. Um, Cocktails. The luck is gone. The brain is shot, but the liquor we still got. I'm yep. just reading the small uh, ones. Um, what is it? Coughlin's Law. Anything else yep. is always something better. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, even like the ending. Um, I'm just jumping because this movie is old. It came out in 1988. I, I didn't think I was calling you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I just like, honestly. The poem yeah. or the, whatever he did on top of the bar. And then like Elizabeth Shue's character goes up to him and is like, I can spook you again. Because this whole time they were fighting because he got spooked. Like he just was a person that basically moved to New York City because he wanted to become like this big guy. And all these places are turning him down because he has no college degree. So they're telling him to go get a college degree. And he finally sees a help wanted on a bar thing. And that's where he finally realized this is this is what I have to do to get somewhere. So he went to school, worked part time, and realized that there's money in the bar gig because um, Doug was basically saying, "You're in the spotlight. Like anybody can recognize you at any time. Some rich girl that owns the whole town of Manhattan, or whatever." And in the shitty bar that they were at is where they got into that better bar. And um, they um, that's when he got hooked up with like this journalist, I think, or photographer. Or, um, not exactly. I think it was a she journalist. Was a photographer for Rolling Stone. I that's think. what it was. What it was. And so he hooked up with her, basically like young love. And she was just kind of a slut. And um, so th- basically Doug knew that who she, what type of person she was, but um, Tom Cruise's character would not rec- recognize that because he was in love with her. And so... He tricks her and, yeah. He tricks her and um, he's like, I, and Doug's character's like, I never lose a bat. And this girl was talking about Tom Cruise and him, Doug, to go down to Jamaica, do bars, and Doug would not go. He's like, New York is the place to be. Uh-huh. And so that's what broke up that whole relationship is that girl, him going wanting to go to Jamaica. And so they got in a fight in the middle of work, and he, before you know it, he's in Jamaica three years later doing his own thing. Did they say it was three years later? Two years. It was three years because um, when when he showed up, Doug showed up to the bar in Jamaica. He said, um, "It's been I've known." Wait, no, he said he's known him for three years. So yeah, yeah um, it was two years because yeah, they were only were friends for a year. Yeah, they they didn't really specify time. Yeah, no, they didn't. And then that's well, when you meet Elizabeth Shue's character. He falls in mm-hmm. love impregnates her in the river and but she does, he doesn't know this. he yeah. doesn't know that and then like doug being the prick that he is makes a bet knowing that um tom cruise would not turn down is like not knowing that the girl that he impregnated um her really daddy was him. rich as hell yeah. and he's like you just got a you got a poor girl i bet you can't bang a rich chick so yeah. in my head he's like Hell, he already got the rich girl, but he didn't know that. So this movie's like all about money. Like money is not mm-hmm. everything, and that's how teaching I look him how at... to be a gigolo, basically a gold digging gigolo, male yes. whore, basically. Yeah. And it's not all about money. It's all about just love. 
And like when Tom Cruise's character ripped up the check because daddy wanted to pay him out of his life so his daughter didn't have to deal with him, he basically looked her in the eye and said, hey, you think it's all about money? No. And rips like that $10,000 check right in front of her face. And, and, and then he, how he got her back was after Doug killed himself. Yep. And I don't know, this movie has a lot of like what everybody wanted. Let's move to the big city. Let's make the money. Let's, um, yeah, let's be millionaires. Like, the only way you're going to be a millionaire is you got to move to New York City or whatever, L.A. Find a rich chick who, you know, that's the whole point. It's just, it was the go-go 80s. It was the epitome of the greed. It yes. Better said, it, greed is good. You know, the Wall Street model yeah, or whatever. Sure. But, you know, it's the whole thing. You're thinking about this, you know, he's teaching him how to be a male whore to sell himself to land a rich chick so that he can bankroll whatever they want. But, you know, also where I'm going with this also is the fact that he wants to go to business school, but he goes into serving or bartending, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Make, and he's making more money doing that than law school or business school. But then he goes, tries to go back again to business school and realizes he need, he really is, makes more money bartending. And all to me where the central theme on this movie for me is serving industry is a real job yes you will make more money than supposedly the big boys but at the same time they're also trying to show the seedy side or some of the how the grime or the slippery snakes are there behind whatever there there are some people out there just trying to do no good or whatever but one of one of the favorite when his first night is behind but in the bar that they initially start and he loses at, his and shit and stuff he loses his shit with friday it technically it's a friday's bar just let you know mm-hmm. um a cuba libra cuba libra <laughs> why didn't you just say if it's a woman why didn't you just say it's a fucking rum and coke <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. you know that you know and that's the whole point fuzzy navel peach tops and orange juice you know learning the different you know he learned he he went into this job, sees the help wanted sign. His uncle had owned a bar, which was more of a shot and pop place, I think. You yeah. know, beer, well, like it was the, the hole in the wall neighborhood bar. So he goes into these this flare where bartenders are put on a pedestal back in the eighties with a flare and this and that. Which Fridays was all about the flare back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know where the the bartenders were the main attraction. They were like the show that everyone watched. But he never. He just thought it was bartending was pour drinking you're done. He had to yeah, learn. You have to learn the performance the, of it. You had to learn the performance, and then not only did he learn the performance on that, he learned how to be a performer. He learned how to be an actor. He learned how to put the face forward that everyone expected of him. The Rolling Stones um, photographer expected him to be a certain way. And he started to, you know, it's just a whole way of that. This movie, like I said, I don't think they could make it now the way they did then. You know, you got Kelly Lynch, who Brian Brown married, who was just a rich girl that hits on Yep, you know, tries Tom to sleep Cruise, the one. Him, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're all the sleeping around this and that. It's almost, you know, it just shows the kind of like the entertainment side 
and the seedy side of what was exp- what bartenders were like. I mean, and honestly, it still happens. I mean, let's be honest and truthful here. Yeah, in the big cities. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this movie kind of encapsulates 1980s New York lifestyle, minus the coke. Mine, well, where uh, did they Kelly have Lynch any references it. She, no, to it? Yes, it did. Kelly, um, Kelly Lynch, uh, Brian Brown's wife, which was Carrie Coughlin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She did. Yeah, they did do it. You know, you know, they had. Oh, the, they did have that. It was in the boat or something, or the bathroom, yeah, or I can't remember. But now I remember that. And then he brings her home to the apartment, and, you know, they have a boat, but her husband's staying on the boat, and she wants to go back. You know, you think about this, you know, perfect setup, you know. Don't tell me that, you know, Doug, Brian Brown's character, didn't know what was going to happen. He knew what his wife was in the first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, he yeah. was there with the intention. It sounded like from the letter he sent, he had intended on killing himself that night. Anyway. Cause... Yeah, he did from the moment. Cause yeah. Well, his life was shit. He yeah. He, they were bankrupt, and his wife did not know it. He's yeah, like, I spent, I spent all the money. Don't tell her. I. She knows nothing about this, you know. And yeah. That's mm-hmm. where he just like offed himself. Probably had life insurance. Maybe that helped her. Well, she didn't need yeah. the help anyway. Well, basically, he said that he invested uh, Carrie's money in commodities and lost her entire wealth, so yeah. she doesn't know. So basically, you know, maybe there's a life insurance policy out there that this is another re- reason why he did it. But the, when I'm saying this about this movie, and think about this, this is literally Touchstone. Touchstone is Disney. Disney did this movie. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you look yeah. later into the Disney catalog, they own Miramax, too. Yeah, but, you know, it's just kind of like you think about that. It's a little weird, you know, you yeah. think, oh, my God. But, you know, I don't know. We're we're talking about this. we got the cr- critical sp- res- re- response right here. But at the same time, the same year this came out, Rain Man came out. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like. You know, that's kind of cute, you know, not that cute, but it's kind of like, okay, whatever. Hmm. And then, I what do I want to say? The soundtrack to this movie was actually mm. pretty darn good. It was, yeah, yeah. this was a great soundtrack. Yeah. Great soundtrack, great soundtrack. I would imagine songs you would hear in bars during that yeah. time period, for sure. And I think they chose those just perfectly, too. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. It kind of almost fed into their performance behind the bar, even. Yeah. Which, in all honesty, that, you know, you know, music in a bar is, you take it for granted, but it's there. It's always in the background. And, well, and that's what I always enjoy about the bars is the conversations and the good music. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what makes it really nice. Yeah, I remember... When- With that being said... If I go to a bar and I ask for a drink, I don't want a 20-minute show before I get my fucking drink. Yeah, that's the whole point. But that was the 80s. Oh, yeah. The 80s was all about show. That's why this was the perfect movie for the 80s, because it's all about show. Yeah. 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 And that's that's what fast like that's why I wanted to become a bartender. Like I watched this as a kid. I was a big Tom Cruise fan growing up. And this is the movie that always stuck to me. I was like, man, this guy has the life. He lives in New York. Then he goes to a nice warm place in the summer, in the winter. I was like, this all makes sense. 
And then you can say I could bartend? Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah. like, now I look at my life now, I was like, wow, I totally did not do that, but I should have. I had the chance to, but I didn't. Yep. <laughs> the one thing that made me kind of laugh about this movie is when they're talking about opening up cocktails and dreams or whatever their yeah. bar was going to be. Yeah. All they needed was $70,000 to open up a bar in New York City. Yeah, that's like, just... <laughs> maybe $7 million. Yeah, that's about Now, the anyway. Point. Yeah, it's just... Minimum. Yeah. And that yeah. bottle that they bought when he died, it was only 500 Yeah, that's 3000 now. Yeah, if you think about, you know... The inflation. You think about the money... Re- yeah, you think about that money reference, you know, $70,000 to get a... Well, technically, it's a local... It was a, meant to be like a local bar, but they were almost making another... Fridays, another franchise. Oh, that's right. Friday. They were gonna yeah. franchise it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And when I—that's the first thing that came to my thought. Like when I see what they did there, I was like, "This is a Fridays, and this is—is is this how Fridays started?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I you know Fridays has been around for a long time. Oh, I know. But, you know, but that's my—I yeah. think there's actually a bar called, um, um. Cocktails and Dreams, but I can't remember where it was. It probably is. It would make sense to license that name if you had the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, once again, you touched on the base, so, you know, the, you know, the cast yourself, you know, Elizabeth Shue, what was Adventures in Babysitting, 87? Yeah. It was 86 or 87, I think, yeah. And Karate Kid was what? Four? 80. I think. Karate Kid yeah 84 so yeah she was like the height of her career too you know tom cruise you know you had top gun he had done legend he had done all the right moves he'd done risky business he was so bankable mm-hmm. at this point in time he was definitely the it boy as you call it yeah absolutely and that's how the industry has changed so much from then like Nobody goes to see a movie just because Tom Cruise is in it anymore. No. Like, no. you're not going to see a person. You're going to see, whether it be a director or a production company, more often than not. That's so true. Yeah. And you, you are absolutely true. Where I definitely want to say the 80s was all about star vehicle movies. It was The movie was actually created for the star. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And, but what also, we touched on this when he went to Jamaica, right? But what I think is really interesting how, I don't, I don't realize, know if people realize there is a circuit, you know, there's servers that do, that travel the circuit for, or bartenders travel the circuit for the business based on the seasons. Right. You know, just for example, Mackinac Island, the servers go south. For the winter, and then they go back up. That's what I was going to do. Yeah, a lot of them do Jamaica, a lot of them do Florida, you know, saying, or they'll go out to Colorado and then go back. Yeah. Based on the seasons, you know, that's what they do. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the best, one of the best scenes is when she's actually serving. Because she's still, she's a rich girl, still pretending to not live off her mom and dad's money. Right. And she's serving, and she's serving you know and she brings him up to her room and you know back to her apartment but initially when he was 
at the restaurant for the first time, you know, when she's serving and she does like the whole, she dumps all the specials in his lap. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a great, I mean, that's kind of and a then funny he goes, scene. D- that really is. And then the people next to him are looking at him. He's like, do not order the specials. Yeah. There's some, like I said, there's some cute, move, cute lines there, you know, because we know, you know, do not order the special. We know, you know, there's recognizable lines because it was technically a box office success because it made 150 million dollars yeah mm-hmm. exactly the fact that it has a budget of 20 million you know that you know mission impossible is paying tom cruise probably 50 million just to be in it <laughs> yep you know that's the funny thing once again think about inflation the way it goes yeah for exactly. sure exactly oh I mean, I remember seeing this movie, and I actually, I was a Tom Cruise fanatic, too. Well, not really, but, you know, we, we went to the movies to see a, an actor. But I want to say, seeing this movie, I remember giving it, I, thinking that I liked it, liked it, you know. And I don't know if it's really aged as well over time. But at the same time, I'd give this a good five or six for myself. I mean, if it's on I, and I... i give it a seven, but yeah, I mean, I think it aged pretty well. I just watched it tonight. Okay. Because I watched my other ones um the last few de- weeks or the last week. Yeah. And then and this was like, okay, I have it on DVD and we just got our DVDs back in a spot so I, I could find it. So, um so I watched it and I thought it did I mean, it's just your typical 88 film like I think it aged all right, but yeah, I don't know if you can make it today. No. Oh, did you know Robin Williams was considering the role of Brian Flanagan? Really? Really? Yeah. That would have been interesting. That would have been yeah. real interesting. I think uh, I read somewhere that Michael Keaton was considered for Tom Cruise's role also. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but once again, here they are. They're shopping around for the, you know, the biggest draw they can get for the for like the box office. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and Jennifer Gray, Demi Moore, Ellie um, Sheedy, Jodie Foster, Daryl Hannah, Sarah Jessica Parker, Jenis- Jennifer Jason Lee were all concerned for the role of Jordan Mooney. Elizabeth Shue's hmm. character? Yeah. Yeah. So those are interesting. Yeah, that is. Sorry, I was just going through the, some of the trivia and. Um, Huh, yeah, but that's interesting. Uh, Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue had um, endured extremely hot water conditions while shooting in Jamaica, so they went during the summer. Yeah, they did. <laughs> hot time. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's just rate it and go on to the next. We talked about this enough, uh, but yeah, like I gave it a seven. I guess a good five or six for me. I mean, it it, it is an eighties movie for me, and I grew up with it. I mean. I'll watch it. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm at not a huge fan of this movie, but it's not. It's, it's not a six percent or whatever the fuck the Rotten Tomatoes score is. I give it like a four eight probably. See, that's what you know. That's a, you know that's the whole point. That it only has a seven seven percent. I mean, that's kind of like yeah, rotten that's, that's, like, that's that's pretty low. Yeah, that is pretty low. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah but so it's a decent movie. Bad. All right, so okay. when this uh, category was brought up, I 
pretty much knew what my movie was going to be. Because mm-hmm. um, I just love this director and writer so much. And uh, the movie is Clerks 2. Okay. Came out in 2006. <laughs> Has an IMDb of 7.3, a Metascore of 65, and a Rotten Tomatoes score of 63% tomato meter, 84% audience. Okay. It had a five million dollar budget. Domestically, twenty four million hundred forty eight thousand sixty eight dollars. Worldwide, twenty six million nine hundred eighty six thousand one hundred seventy four dollars. It was written and directed by the man, the myth, the legend, Kevin Smith. Yep. Yeah, that, this was gonna be my movie, but I let you have first dibs. Well, you know, it's uh, both of them are classics. Clerk, you know, the first one and of course this one are total classics. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Clerks. And it's fitting because Clerks Three is going to be coming out this year. So really, yeah, trailer okay. drops in May apparently. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a ride or die for Kevin Smith. Have been forever. And. I mean, just the opening and closing, it opens black and white and closes black and white. Just There's so many homages to the other movies that he's done. They're all kind of connected. I like that a lot. They bring back a bunch of old players. You got Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, Ethan Suppley, all making appearances. Like He works with the same people all the time. This movie takes place over the course of a day, more or less. Which is cool. Yeah, I, and I like, a lot of his movies do that actually. Oh, I love how he like, I love how he directs his films. Like okay, I'm going to just put this out there cuz I have to. The fucking Donkey Show. Yeah. That <laughs> is a twist of everything right there. I mean, he, his comedy is vulgar. If if you can get beyond that and it's very uh conversationally driven there's not a whole lot of action in any of his movies oh no but he's just i think he's a brilliant writer in terms of conversation exactly well it's not that okay what totally get what you're saying here it's the fact that it's a day it's the day in the life of a very ordinary person but at the same time extraordinary because you know everything is unique and different to every single person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's little joys and little things that happen in everyone's life that are unique and exciting to us, but might not be unique and exciting to other people. But to watch it unfold through the day, how the day goes, you know, it's just everyday life, you know, in the fact that, you know, someone's pregnant, someone gets the ring thrown back at them, you know, it just, it, you know, it's like, Everything escalates and keeps on going throughout the day. You know, but because guess what? The day keeps on going on. Yeah. And I I like the the driving force of the movie is the relationship between Dante and Randall. Yeah. Like Dante's leaving and Randall's trying to cope with that and <laughs> like what are you gonna do something crazy before you leave? Like what? I don't know. I'd eat, I'd write eat pussy on the side of the wall just to let him know I was there. <laughs> and he already did it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then he got uh, Jay and Silent Bob just in there dancing. And They're always in the background as they are. And what I love is the story that Jason Mewes told is actually a true story that happened to him in real life. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know that? that? Oh, yeah. That he got caught, like, driving, what is it, to the Mexican? He was driving around with a deployed airbag. Yeah. He got arrested and sent to rehab. Yeah. But the funny thing is it's, it's funny because you have Jay and Silent Bob following them to Moby's. You know, it's just like it switched yeah. the location. Okay, so you guys got a different job, but we're going to follow you. you and, know? Then, and then he got the point where they're all in jail. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I just want to get the quick stop back and just, just go back to our normal lives, blah, blah, blah. Let's buy it and do this. And they're like, with what money? And then Jay and Silent Bob goes, we can give you the money. Yeah, <laughs> we got money. Yeah, so they could you know so they can get they could loiter outside without getting hit. You know, yeah. The police called on them, you know, because they got the royalty, which is kind of cute. You know, it all ties in. It's it's a fictional world, but with reality tied in. Yeah, you see, yeah. So that's what makes it kind of cool. Like that's what okay. Kevin Smith's films are the type of films. That, again, if you're having a bad day at work, you can put out any Kevin Smith film. Well, except for Red State. <laughs> the View Askew universe, anyway. Yeah. like, But you could just escape into that world and not realize what happened in your day for that hour and 40 minutes or whatever. That's what I love about, like, there's a lot of films like that, but a lot of, like, he's one of them that you can just do that, like. Had a bad day. I need to escape. I don't need to think. I can just watch it and laugh. And that's what I enjoy about it. Yeah. You know, and it actually, you know, this you know, this movie actually made money, too. You know, technically, you know, $5 million budget, May 27. <laughs> One of the few made... of his that did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I mean. The first Clerks cost $28,000, and he got put that all on credit cards. And sold comic books just to get that twenty eight thousand, and then they gave him more money for the next one. But yeah, it's kind of funny. Like he put ride or die on it. Like, yeah, it's. I don't. It just. I find, you know, like you said, watching this movie, you can have it on the TV, and it's just because it's, it's, the retelling of. The everyday life of an everyday person is kind of cool. You know, you were making a comment about Red State, and once again, we can't find that streaming anywhere. Let's just oh, I have the DVD there. right now. Well, I'm just saying. But streaming. no, yeah. Um, is I so I just have to say Dogma. Dogma is not streaming anywhere I, either. That's what I'm do saying. You, no. Do you remember Mexico? Yeah. And we were we it was you know our two hour before dinner relax and get ready yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And then at dinner, me and um, Jim were talking, and um, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I was watching Red State." He's like, "Yeah, me too. It was the first time or something." And I was mm-hmm. like, "You know, that's Kevin Smith." He's like, "No, that wasn't." Yeah. And then like, I had to show him, and then, like Jim's like, "Oh shit, that's not his type of stuff." I'm like, "No, it's actually Kevin Smith. This is like, that was his first dark, wasn't it?" That was his first non-comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I mean. Person. Like. That movie's messed up, and we just got it on DVD Netflix. And, okay. um, 
just because I love that movie, and we're going to do a podcast on it. I think good. You know, it is a good thing to do to do a movie on those that was good too. But you have Dogma too. Once oh. again, I just feel like a lot of these, a lot of his darker films, are not available on streaming. Yeah, well, a lot of that is uh, licensing issues. Did I um, think so? What was it? We discussed it with someone with another film company that went under, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, True Lies has kind of the same issue where nobody officially owns the rights. And they're, yeah. it's kind of all in limbo. So, back in the day, 2003, because that's my coffee over there, um, I went to Best Buy. But, yeah, $5 Ben. They had the Dogma and um, Boondock Saints. Okay. And I bought Dogma because my, you know, whatever. But, yeah, best purchase of my life because I actually have a copy of it. And it's hard to find because it's such a controversial film. Yeah, it is. But I love it. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, yeah, I can't go wrong. And Affleck makes an appearance in this. Yeah, he does. He's, yep. Yeah, he does. He was in the middle of filming another film. That's why he had the mustache, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Was that Reindeer Games or? No, Reindeer Games was like 2000. Oh, this was 05. Six. Six, okay. Yeah, you have um, Jason Lee is in this. Like Jason he likes, you know, the whole fucker. point is he does like he does like to use the, some of the same people over and over again. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he went yeah. to school with, didn't he? Not going to school. He now, I mean, he grew up with Jason Mewes. Yeah, exactly. A... I mean, he met. They mean. I mean, they actually filmed um, outside of shutdown Burger King, you know. So, you know, you kind of look at the movies and wondering, what building is that? You know, and it, it was a shutdown Burger King in California near mm-hmm. Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Oh, is that where that was filmed? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... And, uh, Cause, yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith has always been, I mean, at the forefront of, like, geek culture. Even back to like Clerks when it wasn't cool necessarily. But one of my favorite parts of this movie is Randall and the customer arguing about Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. When there's only one return and it isn't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Okay. And he makes the guy puke and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of cute. <laughs> And another thing I like about not just this movie, but a lot of Kevin Smith movies is his music choices. Because mm-hmm. they're songs that you'd hear, you've heard before, but they're not necessarily popular songs. Yeah. And the way he uses them, I think, is very fucking strong. Yeah, I mean, you got Talking Heads in this film, you know, Soul Asylum. There's a lot. Yep. I mean, and we know them. You don't. It's they're by well-known bands, but they're they're not like the the same tried and true ones that other ones use for soundtracks. Right, and yeah. I feel that way in all of his movies. Going back to like Chasing Amy specifically, that's one of my favorite soundtracks. I think. Yes. But I mean, even Dogma, Jane, Silent Bob, and going forward, Zach and Mary. 
Like all of his soundtracks are yeah. fucking strong. I totally agree with that. Oh my god, I gotta sit up. Ugh, I'm drinking beer and I started laying down. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> no. Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Yeah. I have to admit it. I have to admit it. It happens to the best of us. I know, trust me. But um for clerks too. Um I I love Clerks 1. I mean, I totally... Oh, Clerks 1 is... Yeah. I actually bended that quick stop, which is awesome. See, that's cool. It's kind of like doing Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, doing the pilgrimage there, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you feel? What was your What's your rating on I this? I give this I mean, an 8.5. An 8.5? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, we've done this movie before, so I don't know yeah, I don't exactly what I, what I rated it. I probably time. gave it like a ten because I was probably drunk as <laughs> yeah, shit. Probably. I don't remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, but soberish. Like I've only had a few drinks tonight, so um, I would go for yeah. Right now, as an eight five. This yeah, is I'd great. Be... Is our level like what level are we on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would be right around there between a seven and a half and an eight and a half, but to put it in a different, I'd say it's a top three Kevin Smith movie. Okay, that's a better way to do it because Clark's you know, Clark. one is my, I would say, is in my top three. Clark's two would be in my top three, but I don't know. See, I would go Clark's, Clark's two, and Chasing Amy are probably my three favorites of his with Dogma and the. Just pulling yeah, up the rear. See, That's what I was gonna say. Dogma. It'd be Dogma and the Clerks possibly are my three, but see, no. I'm kind of like Clerks, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob. Mm. Okay. And then, I mean, are we doing the comedies? Because I like to throw Red State in there because I really like Red State. Red State's strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. See, and that's yeah. the thing is, is um, the, I would say just the comedies because his other stuff is great but it's in a whole different category that's what i'm saying yeah it's in a whole different category and at the same time you really don't want to go there saying because i could definitely just do clerks dogma to me is still a comedy oh, oh for yeah. sure yeah. yeah so clerks dogma day and south then clerks too for me which is respectable. Why. I can understand oh, yeah. exactly why. Like I would never argue with any of anybody's list because I'm like, yeah, that's, those are all great films. Like, yeah. like Kevin Smith. Unless is... somebody said cop out, <laughs> then they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I've never seen that. It's not very good. But uh, we have to go see. Well, we have to see it when we do our yeah. Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking definitely. I'm thinking mine's like a six point five. That's fair. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but at the same time, it's it ranks up there decently with some of her, his others for me. All right. Well, I want to say this, and you can edit this real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, did we tell you we got uh, we pre-ordered the new Spider-Man? Oh, you did already? Got yeah, we pre-ordered it. We don't know when it's going to be out. Voodoo, I guess, supposedly gave out false information and said it's going to be ready the 28th. Oh. But that was some website I never heard of. 
So maybe the 28th of this month, if not. But yeah, we are. It's already pre-ordered, ready to go. Um, yeah. So I feel I feel like I need to revisit some. Yeah, I good. would. Yeah. I was thinking I about to. watching the oldies, a few oldies before. I need to. I need to do. I need to throw it in there a little bit again. Yeah, I need to. Okay. But yeah, well, well, let's go on to your stuff real quick. Well, not real quick, but I just want to do that quick recap because I didn't, didn't want to forget. I'm a little high. That's all right. <laughs> you can go with it. You can go with it. I am. Well, you chose cocktail, which was a bartender. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you chose people working at a fast food. You know, and I'm pretty sure you think I was going to do waiting or slamming salmon or Those something like were, this. Yeah, I'm mine. Actually, no, I'm going to go with one of your favorite actresses. I'm sorry, I'm just going to go with it. Ramen Girl. Wow, I don't think I've seen this. What? Brittany Murphy? Ramen Girl? I'm not familiar with this either. Holy shit, this got off my radar. Okay, well, I'm going to go with it here for you guys because this is actually... This will be good to know because... This is a cutesy movie. It's a cutesy movie, but I chose this because it shows... Everyone sees the seedy side of, you know, serving. You know, the... You know, you see the cooks being assholes. You see the servers being bitches. You see... Whatever you see, the chefs being assholes. You see all this. Yeah. This I chose because it shows her, it shows she was empty inside. And she, well, let's just go, to, we'll break it through the numbers here real fast. Okay. So, Robin Girl came out in 2008. Um, let's just say the numbers are not pretty. Like mine. But it's not pretty. Um, you're looking at an IMBD of 6.3. Uh, Brittany Murphy, of course, is starring in this. Um, the the gross revenue on this, and this is the problem, was one hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars. Okay, Ooh. so it did not make any money. Its budget was thirty two million. Okay. Oh, yeah, it lost its, its shirt. It's, it lost its shirt. Okay, there's not a question about it losing its shirt. Uh, you go back and forth on it. Let me pull up my number here again. I had it right there because I'm going back and forth with Robin. So, you know, you know, you have IMBD 6.3. You have Rotten Tomatoes um, is actually not too bad. It's got a 7.1 because people like it. Amazon, on the Amazon Prime, it has 4.6, you know. So it has like a good receiving but it did not make any money. I don't know if it was just timing or what was going on, but I stumbled across this randomly one night, and I just ended up watching it. Um, it was released in Russia, you know, Russia, and then it was released in the United States. You know, it just kind of like it did not get it. It's get its following. So basically, the synopsis of this is she is Brittany Murphy. This is one of her last movies that she did. You know, yeah, that's what I was gonna say because I was just looking at that. Yep, she fly. She goes to Tokyo, hence why I'm drinking Sapporo. (laughs) Just like you know, going with a theme here. I didn't want to give it away. I didn't want to give it away right away because I thought maybe, oh my God, they'll know this right away. (laughs) But um, 
she goes to Tokyo to be with her boyfriend. And basically she gets there and she's aimlessly wandering through life. You kind of can see that she's been a rich girl her whole life or whatever, spoiled or whatever. And he leaves her in Tokyo. He's like, I, I, I never asked you to come. You know, you just came. I, this is my life. I'm leaving you. And bye, he goes. Oh, and so, she, so she's left in Tokyo in this apartment by herself. You know, she's working at some law firm doing some stupid job, you know, which is just a proofreader or something. And across the street from this apart, from her apartment is a ramen shop. And one night when she's down, you know, one of the nights after he just left, she's down on her, you know, not luck, but soul. She right. wanders in. She wanders in. And she's empty inside. And she goes there, has the ramen, and it brings her back to life. You know, they're closed or whatever. And this couple that don't even speak English, like they feed her and she leaves happy. And she comes back the next night to kind of like thank them with they don't speak any English or whatever. There's no, they really don't understand her and she doesn't understand them, but you can see that there's something there, you know, and there's subtitles and a little bit of subtitles in this movie. So just letting people know. Right. But she decides that the only place that she's happy now is here. So she starts, you know, like we're all done serving ramen next, you know, she's helping, you know, the wife do whatever. And then she decides she wants to learn how to cook ramen. And she just basically inserts herself to this grumpy old Japanese guy <laughs> to make her teach her him her ramen. And he just puts her through the paces. And everyone's betting whether or not she's going to last or not last. But, you know, in the long run, learning how to cook ramen fills her soul. Where cooking food for the Japanese is an art which fills your soul, too. And it completes her. So she finds her calling or her her family. Basically, she finds her family in the restaurant, and that's where I identified with it more. Granted, in the long run, suppose you know, in the long end, I'm not going to you know give away somebody if you're going to watch this. It doesn't go the way it's supposed to go in the long run, but she still, it still turns out good, you know. And where I identified with us, no matter what you do you can always go back to your family at the restaurant. Yeah. The bonds that we have all made throughout our life, where we've come in empty and we still have identified with everyone. I guess that's basically what I'm kind of like saying here. You know, it's a cute movie. I mean, yeah. you got you got you got an hour and a half to spare. Watch it. Well, I wish I would have watched this for 2008 like when we did our podcast, but are we doing a miss it or something? We were talking about eventually going back and doing a just miss thing. Okay. I but, just missed this. It wasn't on my radar. And you can see why it wasn't on your radar. And that's I mean, why I like doing podcasts with other people because we pick movies from other years. And like, if we do a just miss it, it's like, man, I'm like, we just talked about this with you. Like, i never seen it. I'm going to check this out for 2008. It doesn't hurt. Would you, I mean, categorize this as a drama, a comedy? I, I, is it a rom-com? What, what is it exactly? There's a little, she has, you know, to me, it's a dramedy. Okay. It's got, it's, it's drama. It doesn't overplay like the romance? No, there's like one little bit of a romance. Like literally it lasts about 10 minutes. Okay. 10, 15 minutes throughout the whole entire thing. Yeah, she falls in love with a uh, Japanese boy. 
yes, they kind of like bond a little bit. And once again, she really, he was trying, you know, explaining to her how, you know, in society, in Japanese society, you do what's expected of you. It's yeah. expected of me to leave and go. And he goes, you know, because her one boyfriend had a job and it took, he's like, I'm leaving you. Bye. See ya. Didn't ask you to come here in the first place. And he left her, you know, now yeah. then these, then the Japanese boyfriend, Japanese guy that she meets and they kind of like fall in love a little bit. You know, like I said, 15 minutes of the movie. He, his company says, I have to leave you. They're sending me away. And she's like, oh, how long do you know this? So she's feeling she's being abandoned again. But at the same time, he says, come with me. You know, so, you know, she's realizing that only, you know, become I, working in the ramen shop, learning the, you know, learning the trade of ramen. She's not, she's developing herself as a personality. She actually is a fighter. She's not this meek and mild little girl anymore. You know, she has become a person with a personality. Gotcha. To be, yeah, so you have it. But to me, it's more, I think the relationship that is more focused on for me in this movie is her and her ramen, the ramen cook. You know, how he basically, not only is he teaching her, he doesn't really teach her. It's kind of like, you know, you have the karate kid, you do what I tell you to do until I tell you to stop doing it. Right. You know, there's methods to his madness, but they, the, the banter of them going back and forth, she, she was perfect in this role. I mean, absolutely perfect. I mean, and to think what she could have done later on in her life, you know, oh, with other man. roles. If she we didn't get about, in that fucked up marriage, she would have been. That's what I'm saying. She, I, to me, she, she shined. I mean, she had some of the stupidest roles I've seen her. What was that one where she was with Ashton Kutcher or something? Oh, just married. Just married. I mean, that was a cute, that was a rom-com or whatever. And they're in Rome and over Europe and everything's gone to shit. And it was awful. It was just awful. So I'm like saying, this one, you can see, you know, she played, she had the eyes. and You can see her coming when she walked into that shop. She was a party girl, an uptown girl from the uptown girls. She became a person who was in charge of her life before she had no control over her life. So that's why I kind of like this movie, you know, and the fact that it shows that restaurants are your family, whether or not you're yeah. the paid, whether or not you're the patron or the regulars, because there's regulars in this movie that those two old ladies, they never go home, you know, things like this. They, it, this little shop is the heart of the neighborhood is the family of the neighborhood and she becomes part of that and she's accepted into it yeah that's yeah is there anybody else of note in this movie well, or hold on well, hold on actually there there, there is she oh god where is she cast Brittany murphy um there's daniel evans which is abby's friend oh tammy blanchard um is gretchen uh, she's in a few other movies. I can't think of what her other movies she's in. Okay. Daniel Evans. Daniel Evans is in a few other movies, too. He's done Henry V, Midsummer's Night Dream. He's a, you know, there's, but then I believe Tammy Blanchard is more of a known person than her. 
Amy Blanchard, Stealing Harvard, Bella, Good Shepherd, Cadillac Records, Deadline, Rabbit Hole, Moneyball, Union Square. Yeah, Into the okay, Woods. Okay, I think I know who that is. Yep, yeah. yep. So she's got a lot more. So there's, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I may have or may have not recognized, you know, some of the Japanese yeah, actors. Um, right. You're not going to you know, really be able I'm to. Not, I'm familiar with them, but I don't know them because, you know, we watch so many other, other ones um, that, in all honesty, they've probably been in them. I mean, I'm looking at, you know, the guy that did the, he was the Robin teacher. He's, he's been in a ton of movies and television. So you can definitely see, we've probably definitely seen him around. You know right, what I'm, Right, Yeah. So to me, if you have a moment, it's worth it's looking into because to me, it's the heart and soul. Is it streaming? Of the serving, of the, of the, of the serving industry, you know. Yeah. Where, where everyone develops those bonds and those family where, you know you're always home in a restaurant, which I always know I'm home in my restaurant. Yeah. And yeah. That's that's how I feel at my restaurant. I walk in and it's home. Yeah, it's home. Um, but you know the, people, I, I, the bonds that I've made, yeah. I love and hate my job, but I think it's the people that come into my work that make it. So. Yeah. And that's how I feel working restaurant life my way. Is like, if I didn't have the people I have, I would hate my life. But everybody comes in, it's like, all right, we're going to get fucked today. All right, great. Let's do this. <laughs> like, that's just how it rolls. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i looking at some of the, the critical response, you know, and just kind of like they someone said it was vacuous but atmospheric analysis of a redemptive power of a good bowl of noodles, which is Karate Kid meets Tempupo of Babette's Feast. I mean, I get it, you know. There's really, I mean, is there, a, is there that many original ideas out there that you got to cut out everything? It was a good, a feel-good movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is it streaming It anywhere? was actually, what? Is it streaming? Yeah, it's streaming. It is streaming. Uh, Prime, let me okay. go back here. I want to say Prime and Tubi. Okay. Um. So it's on Tubi for free. Amazon, Vudu, it's like two two ninety nine. Right. Um, Roku, it's on Roku channel too. Yeah. What if you had? I think that's a Japanese well, channel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. I hate commercials, but I know. If, well, if it's on, but that's kind of what I do. Is it's called? It's called my potty break. Yeah. Just try to go real quick in a minute or two, and then just come back. I mean, sometimes you just don't have to really. I mean, someday or some a movies, gambling break. <laughs> there you go. It's always good. That's always good. Yeah. But, you know, there are so, like, once again, there's so many movies out there. Oh, yeah. You know, I have a couple that I, I mean, we, you had mentioned Waiting before. That's a, that's a great fucking oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Waiting was on my list. It's Burnt. Burnt was another Burnt, yes. Burnt. I love that movie. It was on my list for the year in review. Um, Bradley Cooper is a boss. And yep. I had a hard time not choosing that one, but which I thought you would choose that one too. Honestly, um, I thought maybe. Yeah, like I said, every guy has a man crush. That's that's my like movie guy. What? Like 
whenever I he has a film like I can't wait to watch his new one that just came out. Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Um that's Which is a old um the remake. It's a Guillermo del Toro. It just dropped yeah. on HBO Max. Got a couple yeah. Oscar nominations. The name of it again? Uh Nightmare Alley. Yeah, it's a remake. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Um did did you ever see Chef with Favreau? Yes. I was I wanted to watch that and just didn't get around to it for this, but Yeah, I mean, like I said that when you type it in and you initially said this you know like you said the first ones that went through my head were like waiting slamming salmon yeah. you yeah. know there's you know and then you type it in for the your google search or whatever you know a hundred foot journey oh, that's damn. a cute one yeah. i don't know if you guys seen that one either that was really good i like that one ratatouille Ratatouille, oh, I considered many yeah. times, yeah. many times on many lists, you know, because I was Googling and saying, am I missing something? You know, because I had the ideas, the ones that I wanted to do. Right. But, you know, I want to also explore to see if there's anything else, because possibly one of you guys might have chose one of the ones that I didn't know. So I wanted to see what was out there. But yeah. Ratatouille continuously popped up, which I found really interesting, considering it was a Disney animated one. Not yeah. Really, yeah, interesting, but not interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's, they they do strong work over there. I mean, sure, it's animated, but we've had several, whether it be Pixar or Disney movies on our, like, year in review list. They're just good fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, and it was a strong, a strong um, script because yeah. it's about they're critiquing of food it's about life is food love is food you do what you love you love to cook it doesn't matter who you are you yeah. can yeah food you can is do art. whatever you want to do food yeah. is art. that's what it is food is art and you can you can do whatever you set your mind to he wanted to be a chef remy became a chef well that's, all that's the yeah. thing is, is what people do not realize and i'm gonna make this statement yeah Restaurant life is a career. It's it, like a lot of people like I like when they're in restaurant life. Oh, this is just a job. It's not my future. You know, it's not my future. You can yeah. make that your future. Like there yeah. is good money. Like you don't realize it until like you get in the real world. It's like wow, my shitty job. I make as much money as I did when I served tables or when I was a manager at a restaurant. Yeah. I was having more fun. And that's the thing is, there's more fun at a restaurant than there is at a law firm. You're serious. At restaurants, bars, nobody's serious. Everybody just talks about the most raunchy shit, and who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, the other yeah. day, like I accidentally like said something, and I was like, uh-oh, there's somebody in the end shop. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Welcome to walk them. Yeah, welcome to the real world, you know. Where mm-hmm. you, and that's the whole point. If you put some of these people in a restaurant working in our business, the, the amount of people being butt hurt by comments, and you'd be like, just get over it. Yeah. If you can't if you can't handle a joke or something, you need to like walk away. Exactly. Like I'm sorry, that's just how the the restaurant world is. Everybody has their own conversations and. Yeah, it's everybody is. Restaurant life is where you put a bunch of odd people in one place, and somehow it all works out. 
everybody's yeah. different in a whole different way. And somehow it just becomes a fun place to work. It does. It does. As long as it has good management. And every place that I've worked at had good enough management where I had fun in the restaurant world. I've heard horror stories, trust me. But I had never had really a bad place that I was like, I I don't didn't like it. Yeah. I mean and that's true. I mean we've we've all done every single I mean, I'm assuming all of us have worked in the in the business, right? Yes. Okay. I've done every single position. So I know where everyone's coming from. And I understand where everyone's coming from. And so I guess that's where I I've always been drawn to it. That I, I know when I go back it's home. You know, yeah. I've tried doing other things and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is I always went back to food. I always went back to food. Holy shit. I just realized that in my head. My family owned a restaurant for 55 years. Uh-huh. I started in the food industry and I kept getting out of it. Went to retail, yep. went to other shit. Yep. And look at where I'm at now. Oh my God. Back to food. Back to food. I, I need to go see a therapist. <laughs> I think I do. No, no, no. no. <laughs> what we the might hell was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. That's the funny thing. We're all back into food. Yeah. yeah which is awesome. And our, our industry has changed so much this past two years with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we, as an industry, if we can survive that, we can survive anything. And that's the thing is, is we held strong and we yeah. survived the two-year pandemic and that's where we're at. But, yeah, so I mean, I, guess you guys I don't, can't rate, yeah, we can't yeah, rate we can't this, rate it. what can you rate yours? I rated it an eight because it's a good, it's a good movie to watch, like Clueless. Yeah. This kind of, this same style it's kind of like the same i just wish it would have got a better response okay yeah and would i've ever known about this movie or it wasn't channel surfing at three o'clock in the morning one day <laughs> well <laughs> so you had seen this before this podcast oh yeah i had okay. seen it a couple okay. times and my husband actually likes this movie too mm. because um we had watched a couple times um and i actually was watching it again one more time you know, to make my decision if this right, is the right. one for sure I wanted to do. And I had it on before, you know, we started this ca- podcast um, just to double check. And j- we were watching it and he's like, I got to go to the store. And he was like standing up watching it <laughs> again and knowing, already knowing that he's already seen it two times before. And it's still cute to watch. <clears throat> right on. Yeah. So that, that means a lot to me. I mean, you don't watch stupid, you know, you don't watch a movie if it's stupid the second time or third time. Yeah. 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 I mean, I will. I, will. I give so, this yeah. movie a question mark and Along with, I'll I give proceed it a and I, TBD to be determined. There we go. To be determined. So, yeah, you'll like you'll put it on. <laughs> and you'll be like, yeah, it was decent. It was decent. Yeah. Definitely because, you know, I was a server for a long time in my life, so. Let's see what yeah. it's like. Um, so, I mean, I know what we're doing on our next podcast on Alien 3. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
David yeah. Fincher. So, well, let me look and see what I got here. I, I pulled down my schedule so I could see where I was at for next week. Well, there's no football Sundays anymore, and so, we're pretty much open any night because I get home by actually three or four every day now. Okay, which is so actually I, nice. So I basically have Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Sunday night. Let's do Tuesday night. I can do Tuesday night. Tuesday because Mondays are my night. days off, so I typically do a bunch of shit around the house, and I'm tired by the time... That comes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm closing Friday and Saturday, but I have. <sighs> yeah, and it's just one movie, <laughs> so what's today? Wednesday? Today, Wednesday. We have plenty of time to get yeah, to Yeah, we have plenty of time. So just one movie. Yeah, well, I'll watch that Monday on my day off, and um, I'll be ready to go Tuesday anytime. Well, we definitely have to think about what the next topic is going to be, too. Yeah, I mean... Have we gave it to Jim in a while, or no? We haven't given to Jim in a while. We'll let him think about what the topic will be next. Yeah, that sounds good. And just yeah, have him. There's been be a lot of people Tuesday. that died this year too. So he already said that. Yeah, because he, he talked to me about that. This. He talked to me about that at work, and I was like, "Oh, I'm like, I never thought about that because there's just people that just die." Um, right. What was his? Oh, we just did hit. We did his already, didn't we? No, uh, Ivan Reitman just died. His yeah. son directed Ghostbusters, which yeah, we that's just right. watched. Yeah. So, like, like you said, he was one of the people that just died and do their whether. I mean, we can be you. You, you can, can you can choose any actor or actress that died in twenty twenty two. We could do that kind of. It's kind of is that uh, morbid? It's, it's Jim's decision. It's Jim's so, decision. Okay. Yep. Yep. We're, yep. Jim's decision. Yep. But throw that I think it's a good <laughs> <laughs> I think it I think it's good. He made that decision the other day. I liked it. Yeah, I know he's talked to me about it, so Yeah, he gets into these, you know, I'm just letting you know, you know, you know, because what goes on the TV he has to watch too. Well, this is <laughs> fun. Right. This is a lot of fun because <laughs> I've been watching movies like since we started podcasting, there's so many weird movies I've watched. And there's movies like Wow, I never would have watched this a day in my life, but this is fun. Like, I there's movies I'm like, I wish I never would have seen this, but it's okay. <laughs> I guess I saw this and we're fine. I mean, you can edit this because it's gonna be part of our next one. But there's a movie from Hong Kong in 1991. I don't know if you ever heard of this. It's called What's Sex and Zen. Have, okay. you, have you ever heard of Sex and Zen? No. It's a Hong Kong movie. It's basically a guy that has a small penis and wants to get a bigger dick. And he puts a, they get a horse and they actually chop the horse's thing off and put it on him. But as they chop, it's a comedy, by the way. And as they okay. chop the horse's thing off, the thing went flying in the air, choked out the other guy, and then they like were able to. And it's oh my god. Okay, we're just gonna want to go with that right now. Yeah, it's beyond <laughs> um, explanation. Let's so, just yeah. say I went down a rabbit hole. I was like, "Well, that's a foreign movie. That sounds interesting." I didn't expect it to be that bad. Yeah. So yeah, I can imagine. Um. 
that was a whole 1991 experience of because <laughs> i like to bring up the weird stuff i'm like why not talk about you know shock the audience yeah uh yeah well you know looking forward to it again so yeah i got we gotta think about it so i think we're, let's just gear let's just guarantee that we're doing alien three yep yes that's locked in that's locked and in for tuesday I night i think we should choose i think we should let oh, the recently departed it. yeah the recently departed when I say recently, let's say within the six months. Yeah. And choose one. Okay. I think that'd be good. Yeah. Because in just fine. case we have an ex in case we have some extra time, we can start watching some of theirs. We can decide which one we want to do. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be good. Okay. Okay. So we're doing good. Awesome. Still loving this shit. Still loving it. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, I'll uh, talk to you later. Yep. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze, booze and, and bullshit. bullshit.